2: go and Technicolor rainbow tween. two late update podcast, I suppose
1: I don't, I don't understand what's happening my energy
2: today just we talk about the, things from of, ages ago
3: what was the name of the father in um father Ted that father stone
2: yeah <laughs> Is that what you're aiming for just everything's rubbish what's happening Wanted to see Rage Against the Machine, Hodge. I really wanted to see them. Right, you can see the 1975. Don't want to see the 1975. want to see Rage Against the Machine. Imagine how
1: good the 1975 will be when they play that song they do. (laughs) (laughs) I assume. (laughs) Well,
3: in all fairness, they are quite a big band. It's just a bit of a
2: weird... Look, yeah, um... yeah.
3: When I say a big band, they can sell out the O2.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there will be some of our listeners who are delighted that the 1975 are playing Reading. I'm just not among them.
1: (laughs) If you are delighted that they're playing Reading, perhaps you'd like two tickets to see them.
3: (laughs) Uh, No, we've already sold them. We have already sold them. Someone? I do know their name, but I I
1: shouldn't say their name.
2: Let's not talk about them in an open format where they haven't given uh, they their friends, consent. Are they,
3: friends, are they friends of ours? Or... No. no. Okay. <laughs> by the way, when I sold you this ticket, I was going to say your name on the podcast.
2: Yeah, but by, by the way, that was conditional. Yeah, that, wasn't, that wasn't a disclaimer
3: on tickets.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's their first name. It's not their full name, contact details, and
3: list of peers. I mean... <laughs>
2: yeah. um, I mean, still... Um... Yeah. We probably shouldn't say. Yeah.
3: I mean it's, it's not bad. one you know, Arj. We just sold them in Twickets. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not interested It's not anyone I know. I was no. curious how you'd sold them. But I was you've
2: answered no. it. It was Twickets or what the hell it's called. Right. Yes. Twickets is
3: good. Shout out to Twickets.
2: Yeah. So uh yeah, that, that's the news by the way that uh like uh, I was really excited to see Rage Against the Machine at Reading. Uh next not next weekend, the weekend after. Two it's not though. happening because because he's hurt his leg. And it's all sad.
3: Well, let's hope they've all been booked for download. They,
2: they, they, they won't have been. Stage
3: having a laugh, trying to be funny.
1: And now he was all fun and game till he hurt his leg. <laughs> what we don't
3: know is that the washer was trying to do the Charleston at the time. And that's how he sprained it. <laughs> 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 he's going to be on Strictly Come Dancing and...
2: Nope. An impersonation of the old singing frog from the Warner Brothers cartoon. Raccoon
1: like Raccoonme too into hospital and you had to check his leg out. All the nurses were like, a hey, a hey, don't don't <laughs> don't don't rage against the X-ray machine, Mister DeRosha.
2: <laughs> Fucking hell.
3: <Hey.
1: laughs>
2: yeah, that's definitely definitely a scene that would have happened, and it would have been exactly as funny as that. <laughs> Now, now is that to the Rosha,
3: we we put you in this hospital gown. We don't want to see your balls on parade.
2: Ah! And of course, to that he would say, "Yes, nurse. Yeah, that sounds that sounds reasonable. I, I
3: don't I don't want to
2: be yeah
3: exposing myself to members of the public and good staff working in hospitals. No, you're
1: you're you. you're a medical professional. I will give you respect, which you're due, and do as you have asked me to do with no profanities. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because we, because despite you know saying "f you" or what "do do what you tell me," Rage Against the Machine not comes. So, <laughs> oh, they were great until was... they got political.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I liked you till you became a political
1: band. But... Yeah. There's probably a sketch show idea of this, where with Zach Rosha being put in situations where he should yell "fuck you" or "do what you tell me," but instead just complies
2: meekly. You just get him in, you get him in for one day of shooting and do about eight of them. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. Um, that that piece of news over. Hodge, what have you been up to this week?
1: I have been um, finishing Stray. Okay. That's a, a solid six, seven if I'm feeling generous out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing with Messenger, which I know is very old but um, I've started playing it on PS Plus. It's not very bad. old.
3: It's like four, three, three or four years ago, and if a class yeah. of that is old, then... It's not
1: as old as that. It's quite good, though. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, no, it's, on, it's it's
2: made to look older than it is.
1: Yeah, no, I know that. I mean, I thought I genuinely thought it was released more than four years ago. No, no. But 2018. I mean, yeah, but, you know, time has time done a weird thing in the last few years. Yeah, but, true. Um, I have been playing a, a lot of multiverses. Yeah. And if the preseason pass. <laughs> See? I've been watching um I caught up have you guys caught up with the new Beavis and Buttheads? No. Yes, I've watched the
3: first three and they're brilliant. They're all really funny.
1: Especially oh, yeah. um that um or the map, but the one where Beavis is watching that song and Butthead's like, What are you watching?
3: <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, the <laughs> BTS song. Yeah, the BTS video is fantastic.
3: I, I really like the one where they're doing the parkour video and it's like, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. Houston, dumbass. <laughs> Parking lot, that's definitely Houston. I, I know Houston.
1: Houston has car parks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> why,
1: are you, why, are you, why are you showing me a you were rain on my parade? Because I've been to Houston and
3: you haven't. So,
0: <laughs> look,
3: that tower, That's definitely that's definitely France. No, oh, no, it's one of those oil
0: <laughs> towers. The okay. I
1: think he's this I've been um I've been genuinely pleasantly surprised at how funny it's been, to be honest. It's, yeah. Really uh, I,
3: good. I really like the one with the fire, which <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and um and I'm nearly finished season two of Samurai Jack. Ah. I have gone back to the past, you could
3: say, to catch up on Samurai Jack. Gotta get go. Ready for when we draw it out. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kev? Uh, I finished Far Cry 6 and talking about six out of 10 games. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I think I'm done with that series. I think what a series that was basically like here you are in a place, go have fun. Um, there's some animals to hunt and you make wallets out of it, and then there's bases to, over- to overthrow, and that's fun because you can do it however you want. If you want to throw a bunch of meat into a base and let a bear take everyone out, you can do that. To like, oh, it's just like it's just. You have to do it this way now, right? We make you do it this way. We'll make it. It's it's just gone a bit too like I don't know. Is it? I feel like it's trying to be a a bit like a a Destiny style game with a bit of an RPG, and it's just lost the fun.
2: See, yeah. I thought I actually felt it felt a bit more like weirdly like it was trying to be a bit too much like Grand Theft Auto.
3: There may be a bit of that in it as yeah. well. It's just a lo- Yeah. I really like Far Cry three and four. Mm. This was this was better than Far Cry five, which was not good.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm... but Far Cry five. Oh, I need to I need to go three hundred meters. I will be attacked eight times on that route. Yeah, <laughs> like, alright, I'm just wandering for the woods then because there's no one attacking me like on all the roads.
2: <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit with Horizon Forbidden West. I think it's just got to the point where it's lost my interest a bit uh, again. Um, so okay. Um, i
3: i never came across that i think the, the strength of the side quests and like finding out where each tribe just kept me going and i but the, the gameplay's fun so
2: yeah
3: it's yeah. interesting that's happened to both of us though matt but different points
2: yeah I, in some I'm ways in some ways i think maybe the game's got the games too like it's one of those things of, i think in some ways maybe the game's got too much going on that, because I, because whenever I play it, whenever I sit down to play it, I actually do have fun. But it doesn't, how to put it, it doesn't hold my headspace when I'm not playing it. I'm not like I really want to get back and play Horizon, which is a weird thing. It's like when I'm playing it, it's good. When I'm not playing it, I'm not thinking about it, which is I don't know how how you describe that. Which is, but that's what's kind of happening. So what I've actually started doing is I've gone back to an old favourite and I'm playing Batman Arkham City again for a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. just because it's, uh, it's just an old favourite and I don't think I've played that one since the original Xbox 360 version. Um, I've played Batman Arkham Asylum God knows how many times, but uh, Arkham City, far fewer. Yeah, so that and uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Interesting thing. Uh, I've been catching up with a lot of music that you guys recommended from your top twenty albums, uh, and yesterday I spent the end like not the entire day, but a good portion of the day listening to Year of the Horse by Fucked Up.
3: Oh yeah, it's yeah. A, it's an interesting album, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it
2: is. I I would say um, go into it with like a copy of the lyrics handy or something like that because yeah, I did well. that and I found it like uh, like the first time. Well, the first sort of attempt at listening, I was a bit like I'm a bit lost. And then I had the lyrics handy. It was like, now I get what's going on. And there is a, a good story to follow. So, yeah. this one about the boat? It's the one about the horse. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The war yeah. horse? No. The horse that's escaping a wizard. Yes. And it takes on multiple points of view.
1: Who's Whose side are you on, Matt? The horse or the wizard? Uh, I'm definitely team horse. Yeah, same there. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, but oddly enough, much like that, I did listen to um, Presto Mico. Off yes. Man's recommendation, and yeah,
3: like, and they're good.
2: Yep, I also listened to them as well. Yeah,
3: um, I went to see Ithaca on Monday night in a record stop shop. Ooh. Um, yeah, they did a they signing just... slash show. So yeah,
2: I was going to say, were they good. just buying records, and you were just like there, hovering over them? <laughs> no, no, like, no, Do no. you exactly. mind? This is my personal time, and you were like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was advertised as a free show, but you had to buy the record. So right. I mean, then. sorry, falsely advertised. is what I mean. Well, it's fine because, like, yeah, well, I wouldn't pay to see the show, so the fact that I got the vinyl as well is cool. Yeah,
2: I that sounds fair to me. My yeah. dog has just yeah. wandered in very excited. What are you up to?
3: He likes oh, it. <laughs> it too. They, they were good. Um, he the, the, only, the-, the only criticism I've got of them live because the album's brilliant is that Jamila does has Got quite a range in her vocals, but they couldn't quite set up the mic to do the more melodic stuff. Hmm. Which, like when I saw Roddy Tomasian in the year, they um Ava had two voc- two mic mics for each title of singing, which you know, I think just something you get used to. Yeah. Whereas on Ithaca's first album, it was very it was all like heavy
2: singing, so so this was probably a bit more like that, was it?
3: Than... Well, the, the it's just that they couldn't quite get. I didn't. They, they couldn't quite get the sound how how it sounds on record with the the clean singing.
2: Okay. But,
3: but. with it? yeah, I'd say. I mean, they've done this is this was their fifth show since twenty nineteen because of everything.
2: Yeah. So uh, I was just gonna say the only other thing is I've been watching a bit more Sandman, and I will say um, the fifth episode of that set in the diner. Is amazing.
3: Not watched any of it yet. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched the first three. Mm. Very much like it. And even though things are tweaked from the book, it's brilliant. I think. Yeah, it, it, and the, the cast is really good.
2: If anyone follows Neil Gaiman on Twitter, it is a cavalcade at the moment of him telling people, "You've been that, great." That I have made changes to my original piece of work, and I am fine with this. Whilst weird right wing. Leaning people go no no death has to look like a goth like like a pale white person like what the fuck are you talking about he was literally talking to the original person who created the vision and telling him that he is wrong <laughs> fuck <laughs> off you weird people
1: <laughs> oh. god <laughs> oh I want to do a quick, a quick correction from last week as well when I claimed that um that Ninja Turtles intro sounded like Archer and Matt has correctly put it out to me, that it's actually... Oh, yeah. Really much a direct homage to Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it is. I have not watched, so I didn't get it. Uh, but when Matt shared the intro, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that is that.
2: I don't know who went in, in, the, in Nickelodeon, who went, you know what we really need in our um, kids' show that's aimed at a our, young audience?
1: Our final season.
2: <laughs> yeah, we need our final season to have a, an homage to a late 90s anime that was... Niche at the time and has since faded a little bit um, until it was brought back by Netflix as a live action series. I don't know who thought that would, and even then, it's still bad. It's still not a good opening to that show. I no. mean, the Cowboy Bebop opening is fucking fantastic, but that's not what this is. This is a this is it done worse and wrong for yeah. the wrong show. So there we go. Anyway, excitement and adventure notwithstanding. Um, has anyone else got any other bits to talk about, or should we dive right in?
1: Just worth saying, as of recording, it's bloody hot again. Right,
2: it's like we've complained the last couple of episodes about how hot it is. Today feels like the worst. I am dripping with sweat, ladies. I know you. I know you want this. This is this is particularly for you. I am dripping, sopping even with my <laughs> own fluids.
1: Walking Uh, from downstairs to upstairs where I'm sat now is like literally like walking into a bath that is just all-encompassing. Yep. Like, the cat is on the floor and it's just... He's just given up.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Which is uh,
1: fair. I put a a photo of it on our uh, Twitter thread about recording tonight.
2: Yep. Right. Okay. So, we are talking about April of 2008. Hodge... What was going on? What was happening?
1: I don't remember this first story at all. Okay. And it is mental. 2nd <laughs> of April, an embryo that was crossed between a human and a cow survived a third straight day after being fertilised at Newcastle University. A director for embryonic stem cell laboratories at the Australian Stem Cell Centre said that the 99% human embryo could improve research in the field of human diseases. Now listen to this bit. The Catholic Church of England and Wales, however, said the creation was monstrous, and that the later destruction of it was unethical. So they were unable to win at that point. Right.
3: <laughs> just um. Just just thinking. They did they create it specifically to replace Alan Shearer as like Newcastle icon and football <laughs> pundit? Because it sounds like it's more intelligent. I mean, I don't
2: understand that. I, I oh. do. Yeah, I feel like that's a reference. Is there is there a cow based reference in there?
3: No, I just because it's on Newcastle and Alan Shearer's thick as pig shit.
2: Okay, my right. Okay, <laughs> just apparently we are the podcast for things from ages ago and also shitting on Alan Shearer now. Well, um, he's from ages ago. Well, I mean that is true. That is true. Um, I, I personally believe that this is this is scientists basically saying right. If we say we're going to try and blend humans and cats, they're going to know that we're after cat girls. Right. So what we're going to do is going to start with cows. Right. And then move on. That's what this is about. Oh, this there'll, is... Be
1: some, there'll be some corner of the Internet that would be
2: all into women with big udders. I know of that corner of the Internet exists. <laughs> right. That corner of the internet 100% exists.
1: Someone quickly play the Muppet song, Moving Right Along. <laughs>
2: moving Right Along, yep. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Right. I like the fact that the Catholic Church was like,
1: this yeah. is an abomination, you shouldn't have done this. Also, you can't get rid of it. We must live with the
2: abomination. <laughs> I mean, that is fair. So <laughs> if you are going to create abominations, you should look after them and take care of them. That's what Frankenstein taught me. <laughs> Also, those websites <laughs> with the with the cow women and their massive udders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. well, um, okay. Let's let's actually move if, on. If
3: those websites want to sponsor us. Get in touch.
2: Yeah, they will. Like, might as well. Like, how fucking... many udders do a cat as a cow have? It's like six. Right?
1: I don't know. One cow woman, six cups. <laughs> <laughs> Filling them all up simultaneously.
2: That's not what that means and it's much worse.
3: (laughs) I mean if you were drinking six cups of cow milk, you'd be fine. (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) The
2: milkshake brings all the boys to the yard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the next the next evolution to try and infuse this cow woman with the Nest Quick Bunny.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. When I say that, I, I realise.
1: It's, it's not a real living
3: creature, though, Hodge. Well, he's, also nothing. Nothing him,
1: he's also nothing about him which imbues milkshake with a flavour. No. He's just a mascot for it. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: we going to have to replace with their DNA with Nesquik.
2: <laughs> Nesquik? Because that's the same thing. That's the same thing as, <laughs> as, up, as DNA it. and I'm RNA.
1: Listen, I am no scientist. but <laughs> I reckon... Really? You surprised me. I reckon. <laughs> we throw up a Nesquik in in the in the test tube. In the test tube, okay. <laughs> in a good old stir. Pour into whatever it is they pour into to make the cow woman.
2: Are, are you know, we like? At, the, at that point, isn't the woman a bit redundant? Don't we just want chocolate milkshake cows? <laughs> I mean, that would that would be better. Yes. Yeah, that would that would make. That would that would be that would streamline the process because otherwise what you've done then is is given a cow woman sentience and then enforced her to slavery for chocolate milky goodness. Oh, I
1: don't want to take the cow woman away from that corner of the internet because I'll get upset and angry. That they had it and it's been taken away from people. Taken away from
2: them. I mean, they will do. They will gatekeep you out of their community. For adding this, oh, look, quick.
1: Oh, look, look, guys, they will be. Very... Pos- Guys, I'm assuming all guys for some reason. Yeah, one well, I mean, guess. I'm not, I'm not interested in the in, in the cow
2: woman. I just want the Nesquik. I just want the Nesquik. The, the cow woman is your waifu. That is all yours, right? I just just want un un. I want yeah, the Nesquik. Just give me the Nesquik, <laughs> Nesquik and leave it alone. Arguably, I've made this more complex for myself because I could just go to the shop and buy some milk and buy some Nesquik.
1: But instead, here I am, dealing with you people, wasting my Saturday. <laughs> so just give me a gallon of Nesquik and I'll be on my way.
2: They just start leaving it out for you like, like a reverse milkman oh, fast. so that you go away <laughs> and they can continue with their relationship with their abomination.
3: <laughs> it's when you make some kind of Nesquik-based life form that...
2: Muriel, what? what?
1: Muriel, that could be a good name for it. No, nah, that's not a good name for it. it doesn't work.
2: Oh, M- not Muriel, Muriel, yeah. right? Let's see what you did there. <sighs> okay, Heather is a good cow woman. Me, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> just is. Um, okay, can we move on to seventh of April, the inquest into the death of Diana, Princess of Wales, very first episode. Um, recorded a verdict of accidental death caused by the heavy drinking, drug abuse and speeding of her chauffeur Henri, P- Henri Paul, who died in the crash along with Diana and Dodi Fayed.
3: So has everyone moved on and not made any more conspiracy theories about the death
2: now? Um, <laughs> Just put a line under it? I mean, yeah, at this point, no, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, my favourite thing is where someone said, why would you want to assassinate someone in a car accident the least? Like the, the like car, cars that have huge safety features is the least like likely yeah. way of someone dying.
3: But there's a reason why uh, there's no hitman missions where you yeah <laughs> you
2: yeah cause a car. Yeah. Well, there is
1: we, one. we we say all this. You know, that when-
3: but is there one where you're specifically driving? I, yeah. I know the one you mean, isn't there? There's one where you can uh, load up some nitro into the back of a display
2: car, and or you make... can, you can, yeah, or there's one where you're you kill an F1 driver by loosening a wheel and shit like that. No. Yeah,
1: the thing is, you, you say all this by being an unlikely way to kill someone, but then if this were a TV show, you'd go from us saying this to a quick cut of the Queen sat there tenting her thing is like Montgomery Burns going, good, good. <laughs> <sighs> not on to me yet.
2: Uh, then, on the 21st, we've got BBC News has a major relaunch with BBC News 24 becoming BBC News and BBC World becoming BBC World News. What? Lots of things became other things. I don't yeah. understand that sentence. BBC News has a major relaunch with BBC News 24 becoming BBC News. Ah, there we go. And BBC World becoming BBC World News. Right, OK. All the new programmes on BBC1 and BBC2 have all had new looks, including all regional news programmes. Why We're cutting that bit out of the fucking episode. And, and,
3: and everyone cares about everyone bbc Everyone
2: cares
3: about this. It's not a shallow corpse of what it used to be and everyone just hates it. Yeah. But the reason I included this was to highlight what an
1: incredibly slow news month it was. Right. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. And I looked at both UK and... US and world, and there was nothing else of particular interest going on.
3: Okay. Surely surely Obama was kicking ass in primaries around this time. Was that all done and dusted? It wasn't in the the highlights of the news I looked at. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Kev, we saw presidents of the USA this month.
2: Did you see Obama?
1: It it was a big gig. He might have been there. He wasn't wasn't the president at that point. So he might have been there. Yeah. in such a high security detail. Yep.
2: Imagine you get to meet one president, right, of the United States, and you got to meet Donald Trump. Imagine that. <laughs> Fucking hell. But why am I in
1: prison? Why are you in prison? Yeah. Fingers crossed. Zoom that's where I'll meet him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So we will move on to music. Kev, what well, what was going on? Well,
3: again, I I haven't specifically picked the. Uh, the most popular albums of the month. I just thought I'd bring up the ones that I was most interested in. Do you want to do the bottom one first? Because that might be something you two know a bit more about.
2: Uh, me? No. I've okay. never really listened to Flight of the Concords much.
3: Okay. Oh, first album is
1: great. And so is the TV show it comes I'm from. Yes. Yeah. a rhinoceros. My beats are fat and the birds are on my back and I'm horny. i horny. If you choose to proceed, you will indeed concede. Kiss, I hit you with my flow. The wild rhyme or stampede. I'm not just wild. I'm trained, domesticated. I was raised by a rapper and writer that dated and subsequently procreated. That's how it goes. Here's the hip hop hippopotamus. The hip
0: hop hippo. They call me the hip hop hippopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless.
3: Yeah, so this was sort of peak concourse, wasn't it? This is before they went off to do separate careers. But yeah. Well, they just
1: kind of came and went quite well, didn't they?
3: Because so they did this album, the TV show, did a second TV show and then yeah. Into the Wind. The the second TV show was not... A... So the first TV series, they'd sort of they already released, they'd already had the music, hadn't they? So they sort of yeah. shore the music in, but the songs were better. And then the second TV show series, they sort of wrote songs around the TV show, which the songs weren't as good.
1: No, except um, for the one they got Murray to sing, which was great, and their Frank Turner song was very well done as well. Yeah, I can't remember the second series that well. No, not me. But I um, mean, it's a It's it's one of those comedy albums which works really well because it's yeah. it's not just like cheap shit jokes. And then no. lost its, its. It's in the same kind of league as Tenacious D.
3: Well, yeah, I, Tenacious D—the reputation's a bit tarnished now, but because they've not been great for a long time. It's really but, Tenacious D, yeah. Well, a similar thing, wasn't it? Tenacious D wrote songs for a TV show. Yeah, 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 and then uh, for a film, and then whatever the last album was was just songs for no reason. Um Yeah, this was uh, I. I remember I got all of this. I mean, like the I think the one I remember the most is like the the most beautiful girl in the room and. Uh, I'm not crying. Yeah. yeah, I also really
1: like the um, the line that go. I think it's from the, from the, I can't remember which song it's on, the, um, yes, sometimes my lyrics are quite sexist, but you lovely bitches and hosts should I be trying to correct this. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, What's and what the we, oh, one? Oh, um, the humans are dead. Yeah. That's yeah, great. that was great as well. And the one about the hip-hop apotamus. Yeah. yeah. I'm not some large water-dwelling mammal. Why would you think that preposterous hypothesis? Did Steve tell you that perchance? Steve.
3: I do like in the TV show that they have all these songs that happen within the TV show, and then every time they do a live performance, they just play a song like, I like to rock the party. You like to rock the party. And that's all That's (laughs) the only songs they actually play live.
1: (laughs) We've got a special on... um... I'm not sure it's on Paramount
3: or HBO. who a live special on there? Oh, okay, cool. Maybe I'll check that. out But yeah, this is this this was really good. Um yeah, it was.
2: I'm feeling like I'm looking down the list for this month, right? And I'm feeling like it's full of um, uh, albums by bands that I like but do not actively listen to.
0: Absolutely, anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
2: <laughs> so, if, that, if that makes any sense, like whenever I hear their songs, I'm like, oh yes, I like this, and then yeah. and then I don't go listen to their album because I'm an idiot.
3: Yeah, I, I I I could have picked it more, but I I've sort of picked the three that I. Sort of know the most, yeah. So, I mean, do you want me to move on? Yeah. Well, I I, a, if you want
2: to, sorry, you don't have to. Yeah.
3: So I, I, I put in Anti Flag, Bright Lights of America, which wh- when I sort of think about this time in my life, this is one of those albums that I specifically think of. Um, the other, the other one came out like day before this month ended, um, in the Frank Turner's Love Island song. But yeah, i I we mentioned. Uh, couple of well, about three or four episodes ago, about uh, Arctic, Arctic Monkeys, yeah, and seeing them at Reading in 20, 2006, and promptly leaving four songs in to go and see Anti Flag in the lockup. And within about four songs of that band, I wasn't leaving, I was in a circle pit around the center of the tent, yeah, uh, because that band are amazing. And then I really got into Anti Flag on this album, I think it's my favorite Anti Flag album maybe American fall but yeah um but yeah it just just reminded me like I listen to this a lot and like the final days of the Bush administration and um just just they around this time they were just writing great politically charged punk songs mm. um and I remember this year they played reading festival the they were specifically invited by the machine to get back onto them sorry Matt yep. Play Red- Reading Festival to play the main stage. Yeah, so they they got to play Reading twice in the same day um, this year because Rage Against the Machine wanted them to play the main stage. So they opened up the main stage and then played the lockup um, later in the day. So uh, and that was amazing. Like just before Rage Anti Flag into Rage Against the Machine is like yeah. one of the best end days of a festival ever. Um, and yeah, they're on this album that I absolutely loved. Like I just played it over and over again. Like um, Like the first four songs on this album, phenomenal. Good and ready, bright lights of America, vices, and modern Rome burning. And they haven't played modern Rome burning for ages, and it's annoying because I think it's my favorite song of theirs. Um, but it's great. <laughs> yeah i just i yeah this is one of those albums i just know over and over again um and i love this band and this was the one this was the album that i sort of that became very apparent like, and the flag are great. yeah they're, yeah. Um, like, yeah,
2: they're a very good live band yeah they're they're fantastic um every like this is what i mean every like every time i've seen them i'm like this is great and then yeah just you know because that's who well, i'm like um yeah
3: I mean, I I mentioned on the tree special how great they were there. We went to the slam dunk last, didn't we? And we yes. they were a last minute they were a last minute replacement for Pennywise. Yes. Um. And they just came out and kicked ass. Yeah, they like, did.
2: They absolutely did. They rocked it.
3: We've got uh, fifty minutes. We're just going to play punk banger after punk banger, and we. Yeah. Just not to own a stage. I,
2: I would even say, um, bearing in mind, Alkaline Trio was my favourite band. I found Alkaline Trio. Yeah, they had audio issues as well on that day, but that was still a massively tough act to follow. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have liked to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were
3: on that straight after, weren't they? So yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and we said, like, what if No Effects just came out and did that instead of just messing around? Like.
2: Yeah. This yeah. is, so I, I, so actually this is something I was listening to. I listened to a podcast, last podcast on, on the left, huge podcast. We don't need to give them a shout out. Um, but they do, there was a guy there who was saying it's like, they hate it when uh, like bands and stuff start trying to do comedy because they're not comedians. It's like if you started doing your comedy gig and then you still brought out a little guitar and you did a terrible song. It's like for, for three minutes. It's like, no, 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 no. Go back to, go back to the thing. Like, unless you are like Bill Bailey or the Concorde's, please don't try and mix songs and comedy. Unless you are skilled at both, don't.
3: Well, I think I think some bands are genuinely good at it, like a bowl of Pursuit. Yeah. I think they're funny people, and I think some bands can be can make funny comments. Right, I think it's just got to be natural.
1: I Actually, I'd be fair, I, I would say I a performance, I prefer a performance where they interact with the audience and are funnier than a band who just goes from song to song to song. Because mm. this, yeah. this is where our, our, our tastes diverge a bit. But to me, I could just listen to a CD if it was to listen to song after song after song. I want to get something of the artists out of it as well. Which would we'll from them being in front of you and speaking a yeah. bit and maybe playing things a bit differently. If it's going to do the song, 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 I can, I can listen
2: to that. Yeah, well, I suppose the thing Mm -hmm. is, live music, just like live comedy, it's about performance as much as it is about... It's about feeling, like, yeah, yeah,
3: I know what you... I kind of understand what you're saying, but I think there are some bands who will just play song after song after song, but you get overawed by it and you just, you know, you you get lost in the moment. Some Um, bands will just come on
2: stage and just go, and you don't need... But then there's also, there's the opposite of that, which is... We're playing the fucking song. Yeah. We're playing the fucking
1: yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying ones who play the song well back to back is bad. Is it it's just wouldn't be my
3: preference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think some some bands can do the comedy. I think that the problem is when bands let it disrupt the flow of
2: the set. Yes. 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 Yeah. Can do. Yeah, yeah. We could all agree that. Yeah. It's yeah. like
3: you've just, played, you've just played two great songs and you going to talk for five minutes and you're like, oh, okay, well, I. Just, you put me in a really good mood, and now I'm bored. So, and add
1: add add to this list of people who decide they're going to do solos for way too long as well.
3: Yeah, uh, that's that's a different thing. I think.
2: Fucking
1: get on with it. I don't need to hear you banging the drum anymore. Fucking get on with it.
2: Usually, why that's happening you is to up. I've I've noticed actually that happens a lot now with some of the older bands. Yeah, that's and, that's to give people a rest. Yeah, that's to give them. That's good. That's because they're all like they're all like, oh, fuck, yeah. <sighs> because they can't go like that as long. Anymore. For
1: me, your poster child for this is still Chris Cornell. Well. No.
2: Oh, honestly, it really well,
1: honestly it ruined that gig for when We saw it; we just wouldn't fucking stop playing nonsense. Yeah, I know. It was, I, know I'm a very, I know I'm a minority here. I was like, oh, "Fuck, i I'll
3: with this <laughs> Anyway, Anti Flag great. <were> great. Yeah, <laughs> <Cancer was> great. <laughs> um, this was uh, yeah, this was a uh, Cancer. I think it's a debut album. I'm Fairly sure.
2: Wasn't this? Wasn't this Dan's favorite band for a long time before he discovered Mastodon?
3: Uh, I don't know if it was a favourite band because he so Dan and I um we we went to Rise Against in Cardiff mm-hmm. uh, in two thousand seven and we got there early. Um and we were at the barrier and we're like, oh let's check out what the uh what the support's like. Um this is their second album, but I don't think their first album that many people know. Um we're going to see what the support like and it was Bats. So we're on the barrier and it's like this is amazing. This band, this band, never heard of them before. It's just phenomenal. Um, so I kept an eye on them. They, they played quite a few festivals that summer and yeah. they continue to play festivals. Um, so basically it's like hardcore mashed with like doomy Black Sabbath riffs. They get on and Cancer Bats muddled up, I
1: think. They're fundamentally different bands. I didn't say they we were the Was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough, yeah. I know um, one of them is just like, a noise like i can't work any lyrics in it at all it's just like Uh,
3: i I think you're thinking of someone else
1: no i'm sure it's one of these i
3: don't know if that's carrying through but the cat agrees with me
2: yeah well i did hear the cat
3: yeah um yeah it's the hardcore band with black sabbath riffs like just that lovely combination they don't really sound too much like anyone else still um yeah, this was their sort of coming out party. This album's wicked. Um, I mean the, the title track Hell Destroyers are still an anthem. Like getting in the getting the crowd and like children of nothing, this is our song. Hell like that's just yeah what a way to lead into a chorus. Her Scorpions, Lucifer's Rocket Chair, phenomenal, Death March. Oh, it's just this what an album. Again,
2: I mean, great album. I've not heard the song but if you're brave enough to call it Luther's, Lucifer's rocking chair then I would at least want to listen to it so- yeah
3: the, the riff on that one is phenomenal <laughs> I can't do it justice but listen to that song the uh, the riff's great
2: that's, that's the one we're using for the episode
3: Yeah and yeah so um, yeah Dan Dan got into this album band a bit and then he like la- didn't bother for a couple of years and they kept releasing great albums until
2: until Dan stopped listening so Dan if you are yeah. listening you are oh, responsible he... for the death of the Cancer Bats and you have to take that responsibility on yourself
1: and I always assumed it would be the
3: cancer that finally got him well <laughs> they, no they released another album this year which is good not as good as their 20, 2018 album the Spark which uh, the spark that moves
2: have they it's, changed it, their name to, like, COVID Bats? Because they've realised no. bats don't cause cancer. But, but, um, funny story.
3: And, and, they're, they're, and they're, cancer on, cancer they're on tour in the UK cancer. next month. So give it okay. a listen. See see it. Them. They will kick your ass. Sorry, Hodge? I cancer bats for Brummies? No, right. they're from Canada. have a Brummie band? Napalm Death. That's who you're thinking of,
1: isn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking of Napalm Death. You're right, you're right. right. So we can add Napalm Death to the list, whereas I get confused between the Cancer Bats and um, Mastodon. We can also also get them
2: mixed up with Napalm Death. It's weird how that that happens, because it's got nothing to do with their musical style. No, No. Because I got Rise Against and Enter Shikari mixed up for the longest time. Really? Yeah, yeah, just like like that one band was called the other thing. Nothing to do with their actual musical style. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine you getting...
3: Against Me, Rise Against, and a Rage Against the Machine, big stuff. Well, yeah. But, yeah, Napalm, Death, Canterbats and and uh, Mastodon are all very different sounding. I mean... You've, Sometimes you've... it's because I've heard all three of them in quite quick succession, does it? Yeah, it could be that, yeah. yeah. Napalm, the, the way you were saying the lyrics, that is probably Napalm, Death, Hodge, almost certainly. I'm willing to believe that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that is, like... Those bands, those fuck off! But Napalm Death are also great. Go listen to Napalm Death as well. Or, or I would say, don't.
2: <laughs> Actually, that, how about people do but make up their own mind?
1: How about that? Yeah, do that. Go listen to Napalm Death, Cancer Bats, and Mastodon, and then have give yourself a little test as to which one was which about two days later. <laughs>
3: Oh God. Well, they found F of the grindcore band who uh are one of the most influential heavy bands of all time, um, who grew up who emerged in the late 80s. Mastodon are a prog metal band. So the 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 one comparison you can make with Mastodon and well, the problem is it's all metal music because it all comes from Black Sabbath, but they're they're on a lineage with Black Sabbath in the same way as Cancer Bats are, but Mastodon are you know, they went the prog, expansive, complex music. Canterbury just write great riffs and great songs that you just bounce around to.
2: What you've done there, Kev, is you've given uh, legitimate reasons why each band is different yeah. uh, against our silly complaints that they're all the same. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not here yeah. for that. We're not here for that. <laughs> we're not here for actual music thing. That's that's. <laughs> Oh, um, I, I, this, is, this is a bit
1: of a tangent. I just want to forget about it because I forget to tell Kev. Yeah, I, I found a random um,
3: band on Spotify. Like,
1: Fry, stop scratching the carpet, you
3: dick.
2: That is a weird name for a band.
3: The band's called Fry. Stop scratching the carpet, you dick. Are they? Um, so they're either a uh, arc tangent style band, yeah. where It's like it's a they're a post rock instrumental band, or they are a.
0: Absolutely, anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
3: Japanese
1: punk band. Yeah. Okay, but what actually? What it actually is is a band called um Scartoon Network, which is a pun which works on several levels. Okay. Yeah. And it's spelled SCAR then T U N E network. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So we I've done there. Yeah. And they used to do um, the first lands like a cover of various cartoon songs. And then they'd also do covers of like different genres. Okay. Are they good though? They seem quite good. I mean, I've listened to a bit of it.
3: It seemed pretty good. Because there was a band called Punk Rock Factory that played Bloodstock last year that did like yeah. punk versions of kids' things and it was bollocks.
1: <laughs> yeah a bit like um most of slay dougie isn't very good outside of a good name
3: yeah yeah i've not listened I people have recommended it but i've not gone into it it's a good pun but they're not
1: very good but um yeah like scartoon network do a good cover of um the end theme for adventure time it's good yeah.
2: again speaking of music that isn't very good um <laughs> The music that uh, was top of the charts uh, for the 5th of April up to the 19th was American Boy by Estelle and Kanye West. Once again, proving that the best thing about Kanye West is when he's not the only thing in his songs. Um...
1: Cut, cut the song in, Matt, because I meant to listen to what this was and I didn't, so I'll listen to it if you put it in here. Oh, you'll know it.
2: Yeah, it was all over the time of the play. Uh, the, all over just the This is number time. one champion
1: sound. Yeah, yeah Estelle, we're about to get down. get down. we're the hottest in the world right now?
4: Just touch down in London town. <laughs> Bet they give me a pound. <laughs> Tell them put the money in my hand right now. Yeah. Set up a motor, we need more seats. We just sold out all the floor seats. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. See, I, I really want to come pick you with you. You'll be my American boy. He said, "Hey sister, it's really, really
2: nice to meet you." And then we
1: post song. Thank you for putting that in there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: this is how the sausage gets made. Um four minutes uh, with Madonna featuring Justin Timberlake and Timbaland. And I've no idea. Finally, the
3: timbers have come together.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> with, with an old skeleton.
2: Yeah. Harsh. I mean, yes, but fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to be to be fair to her, she's she's, you know, she's getting on. She she's does look not... apparently very good for her age, um, and she still puts out songs that people like. So they're not songs I like, but but you know. criminally. I will begrudgingly give her some respect for being uh, old and still doing things.
1: But also Four Minutes by Madonna featuring Justin Timberlake and Timberland yeah. is, according to Spotify, only three minutes and nine seconds long.
2: I mean, that's that's not okay, is it? No. it's well,
1: outrageous. Got... Maybe
3: it's four minutes as referring to something else that
1: happened in their lives. Yeah. I don't care. The song should still have been four minutes. Why? Because it's
3: called Four Minutes. It makes a strong One point. Year
2: catch up um, so all
1: songs that
3: have like things like that in their title should be literal
2: would make fact, would make seven se- <laughs> that seven second song would make that very very yeah. short you'd have to get a lot about racism into seven seconds very quickly <laughs> okay um, in I mean, the, album- the
3: friend album, hours should be more than one hour long should be two hours at least <laughs> I don't think it is
2: yeah um, in the album charts we've got rock Ferry by Duffy. I don't even know who that is. Not she's either. like
3: a bad clone of Buffy. <laughs>
2: she's, she's, the, she's the Buffy that didn't work out. Were they they not... one of the seven duffs? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Accelerate
3: by so R.E.M. I, I, I saw that and I was a bit surprised because I remember about this time. I, R.E.M. I think split up around then but they'd been booked to play the Millennium Stadium here um, yeah. like around this time and it sold so poorly they had to put it in the arena <laughs> I think they ended up just cancelling it like that was supposed, like Millennium Stadium was like 80,000 seats like, yeah. like, probably more if you add in standing people um, and yeah, they had to go to the arena which is about 7,500 like that's quite a come down so I'm surprised they got a number one album, I thought people had lost interest but REM, REM were really good. REM were good in the 80s
2: and 90s. I mean, it's weird, right? I always think of REM as one-hit wonders who kept having extra hits. I don't know, that's, a, that's a weird way to think of a band, but that's how I think of
3: them. They had, like, I think they had, like, album after album, like, yeah. mega album after mega album. Like Yeah, the I mean, that's... 80s, early 90s, yeah. They were
2: big. Yeah, my, like, my, more... I'm not here to tell you that my perception of them is correct. It is far from correct, but that was... Like the only way I could describe how I feel about them, but like the um, the, the like the B 52s or something like that. Like I, I know, know yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they they weren't one hit wonders, but they felt like one hit wonders to me. Now, the, B50, REM like, the fuck B50 the REM 52. people? The REM people are fine, but the B fifty two people they're going to come they're going to come for me yeah. in the night now. Did <laughs> they along with write the, the cowgirl people?
3: <laughs> Did they write Rock Lobster?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's and, the
3: other one I'm and love Shack, love Shack, glove slap, yeah,
1: that one too. That was also them.
2: It was yeah. actually them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. We well, also uh, we, we also had Rock
1: Ferry by Duffy and Conk by the Coops. Oh, that was the
2: one. Yeah, Con- yeah. Rock Ferry came up again. What? Uh, Conk by the
3: Coops. Conk, smash.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing that means none of us know anything about that album. No. I mean, yeah. You've had a go at me for dismissing
3: Indie Landfill in the past, but.
2: You can have a go at this one because I don't think. I'll I'll leave it.
3: None of us care about the kooks.
2: None of us care about the kooks. Um, I'm sure someone did. Possibly the kooks, Um, but possibly not. (laughs) Um, Okay. In terms of video games. Um I'm gonna kind of go I'm gonna go from the bottom up here. So we've got the World Ends With You, which I assume is the Nintendo DS version. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only that was the first version, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well it would have been the version out at this time. There is another version now, but yeah.
3: Yeah. I think they made a sequel, which I don't think had the cultural impact. Well not not that it was massive impact, but like people love this game.
1: World Ends with You Club, isn't it? The sequel, I think.
3: Yeah. I just don't I think people it's one of those ones well that People wanted for years and then it came out and I don't think it moved the needle much.
1: No, I think it's
2: because it was on the DS. I think that was a, a thing. People thought
1: no no. That means World Ends With You was really big, but the yeah. sequel,
3: which was out on the Switch a couple of months ago, no one really cares about. No. I think it's too it's just one of those too late. You've got to hit you gotta you have gotta got hit the when it's pop like people were wanting it for like years, but you kind of want it four years after like three or four years after the original. When people are excited about it Right now, like, oh, okay
2: Yeah.
1: And the port was a port of the The port they did recently to consoles Was a port of the mobile version of the game Apparently it doesn't port very well No, it doesn't
2: I bought bought the game um, And for whatever reason You still need to use touch controls And Mm -hmm. I was not happy with that If I buy a console port of a game I don't want to have to Use touch controls on it, frankly Not when there's a better option
3: did you play it on the DS?
2: No, I played it on the. Um, I didn't play it on the DS actually. Uh, it skipped me. Um, I like. I've got my older brother. Other people who I've, I was around said it was really good. Um, it is really I just, good. I just missed this. I think at the time,
1: I played uh, it a bit, um,
3: but I didn't really get into it at the time. I I, just,
2: I, I, I really enjoyed this game.
3: It. I hadn't played a Persona game at this point. It does sort of have that feel. Mm-hmm. Cross with a bit of those uh like they call them nonary games like uh Dive and romper but it's an action game like that kind of feel yeah.
2: oh the, the sort of like visual novel thing yeah
3: but like all, all the story all the
2: yeah
3: all the storytelling is visual novel style and you're you know you're given i think you're you so think there's this sister part of tokyo where people get sucked into and they're given like seven days to live if, but they have to complete this game and you have to help partners on the way yeah um so and you get into fights the the only the the only bad thing was the sort of touch control fights which weren't as great as they could have been yeah um but everything else around the game was great it was dripping with style like your clothes made a big difference how you fought you had practically badges you had to wander around tokyo and different regions again reminds me a little bit of persona 5 um it's not as good but um but yeah i remember loving this at the time um
2: yeah, and, and, and it was successful to get enough uh, sequel. I would say the one thing, Hodge, you actually concatenated two different things when you talked about the sequel, because there is a uh, World Ends With You sequel, but there is also a game called The End of the World Club. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but, the, but they're different things. Are they not related at all? No. Oh, okay. Um, the, the End of the World Club, funnily enough, is by the people who did Danganronpa. Oh. Uh... There you go. So... Like, it's understandable why you'd get that. You know. Yeah.
1: Also, worth point out is that um, The World Interview has a well-reviewed anime adaptation.
2: Oh, okay. A lot, of, a
3: lot of Japanese games seem to have this anime thing, that I don't... I suppose I'm not, like, on Crunchyroll or anything. Like I probably should watch the Persona ones, because I imagine I'd like them, but...
1: I think they're on Crunchyroll, I think.
3: Yeah.
2: I would say no. Okay. No? Yeah, I checked out the... Uh... Persona 3 version of the anime, don't. it? It's like, it skips a lot, because it's trying to stick a 100-hour game into what is probably going to be 12 episodes of an anime. Um,
3: World Ends with You is only 12 episodes in one season. Yeah. I think that makes sense. World Ends with You is not not as long a game. I think you basically have three separate partners. You do three weeks in this world, where you survive for those three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: stupid, though, right? is i mean granted it looks like it's available on crunchyroll i think but like what i don't get is like it's 12 episodes the blu-ray's two discs and it's
2: 50 quid mm, that could be rarity more than anything else yeah that's probably why yeah
3: that's absolutely ridiculous well but if something's rare and they don't make many of them that'll drive the value yeah,
1: it's, it's new though this is like a new adaptation this isn't like an old one it was even out in the last year or two.
2: Oh right okay well, mind you, that's still the thing. They make limited versions of these now. They are yeah. like they are made as collectors' items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, we got Valkyria Chronicles. I have played this. I didn't get on with it. At the really? Time. I didn't Project get on with it, at the time. it.
3: No, I've not. I've not played this. I love this game. I really. I. I'm surprised you can get on with it. I think this game's phenomenal. Like it's one of those sort of sleeper. Not not a sleeper hit, but it's one of those games that like not a lot of people played, yeah. but most of the people who play it absolutely yeah. love it. I, I think it's amazing. I um it's sort of to explanation, it takes place in sort of an alt world Europe. Yeah.
2: It, it's um, it's well, it's World War Two in not Europe, isn't it, basically?
3: Yeah. So well it's World War Two, but you're there, yeah, the, to your there's allies and there's kind of Germany, but it's also kind of Russia. Yeah. Merging for this war, and the the, the, the Germany Russia country invades this small, basically your Belgium or Netherlands.
2: Yeah, um, lots of windmills. And,
3: yeah, you are defending your country um, from, and you it's a uh, turn based combat game, but in three D. Yeah, so you big big battlefield. You um, each character gets a certain amount of movement, and then get a certain amount of shots, and each different. There's something. there's 20 levels and you've just got to like either get through the level using stealth or, you know, destroy the enemy or destroy a certain amount of tanks or defend your base. It's different missions that most of them are based on actual world, like world war one, world war two battles. Um, and I just really loved it. I, it, I thought it was just done really well. I'm not the type of game I usually get into as much, but I just something about it worked really well. Um, Towards the end of the game, you do have to be ultra cautious about how you position your characters, um, but other than that, you yeah, it's really great. I and I got really swept up with the storyline. You are just this small group of like freedom fighters who are basically just we want to defend our country. Yeah, we, you know, you've invaded our country. We will stop you. We are under resourced, undermanned, but we care about it more. And then there's this whole thing about you um the, the, the name Valkyria becomes a there's these ancient storylines about the the Valkyries so it's sort of imagine if the the Norse Valkyries had actually existed and there was a lineage of them so they had existed as a separate peoples within this old Europe and there's there's a. Uh,
0: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
3: Um, descendants of them throughout, scattered throughout Europe. And the, the Germany-Russia side has one of these Valkyries that just the first time you see it on the battlefield, it's just like, oh, it's taken out all my tanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... <laughs> If I don't hide in these trenches, I am screwed. Um, and then it turns out one of the characters you've been playing for that throughout the games, like um, at, like a moment where they're all going to be destroyed, is like just suddenly has this awakening. It's like, oh, cool, she's a Valkyrie too.
1: <laughs> I, I, it, it appeals to me. I've never got around to
2: it. I think I've got it on. I might give it another go actually, because I would say I probably didn't. I probably wasn't prepared for what I was getting in for um, when I started playing it. because uh, But it's on, I think I've got it on PlayStation Plus because it was out. Um, but I'll give it another look. And yeah, they, they, they remastered
3: then. it for PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, so that's the best place to play it. I, I love this game, but I mean, it's it, it is a strategy game and you are, you know, it's turn-based strategy. So it's not quite the same as a grid system, Probably the old tactics games, but it's no. very similar in that you are restricted in your movement. Like a, yeah. you know, a scout can go quite fast and go quite far, but they're, you know, yeah, you know, they need to flank. They need to basically sneak up on people to to make an impact. Um, your heavy gunners pretty defended, but they can't move very fast. You have know, got a tank, uh, but tank has a weakness. If you know, there's there's bits in tanks, if you can get to the, get to them, you can destroy them. You have thing, rocket. It's all very well balanced. It works really well. Like at no point, I, at no point, you felt oh, that's not fair. I think the only bit is the last level is a bit difficult unless you find this specific hiding spot.
2: Uh, okay, I found I, I the bit I found I got to I think the first boss, which is like a big walking mech thing in a desert. That's quite right. Oh, is that even this game? No, it is. But don't worry. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I, I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, and it was like I, I felt like I was like, on, I can't actually do anything. Um, so yeah,
3: you need to keep. I think you need to keep careful the cannons and then take out. You know, you it's it's again, you've got to be careful. It, yeah, it's not the type of thing that sometimes you will fail and you have to re redo it. it. But it does allow you to save after every turn, so you are. You can save it, like, oh, if I've messed up, I can I can come back to a save that was, like, five, you know, like, a couple of minutes ago. So I'm not, you're not screwed. It's not like a final Fire Emblem where you're, mm-hmm. you can, and there's no permadeath. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I really really and the story was great. And it, yeah, I, they released a second one that came out on the PSP that wasn't as good. The third one never came out over here. And then Valkyria Chronicles 4 sort of went back to this this format. And I think that's available on the PS4 and Switch as well. And that was um, really okay. it's not as good as the first one, but I yeah, that was really good. That was you're playing the basically you're playing the uh side of the Allies essentially fighting the Russia Germany and they go on this group goes on sort of what they term a suicide mission to yeah to stop like Europe being overwhelmed. But yeah. And oh. weirdly, it's published by Sega.
2: Yes, it's one yeah. of Sega's franchises that they own, that they own and don't do anything with.
3: Um, well, I mean, they did they did make a game like four years ago. Shush,
2: that that invalidates my point. So I mean, that, that's <laughs> not
3: you know, that's not bad. I don't know how well it sold, but yeah, uh, if if it didn't sell well enough, then they're not going to make another one. But
2: there is that. Yeah, Sega um, have have kind of become the house of Yakuza and Sonic.
3: I mean they have they've made four of these games. They have backed these games. It's not Yeah. i you know, it's not oh it's not the EA oh this Dead Space game has to sell like ten million copies, otherwise not making another one.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Speaking of games that sell shed loads of copies, mm. um, it's Grand Theft Auto four. Which um, mm. arguably mm. the worst of the 3D Grand Theft Autos. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways,
3: I don't. I don't think it's that controversial, or I think it easily is the worst. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a massive fan of five, but I think five better.
2: Five, five, five. Uh, I I thought was decent, as as in you can actually play it and control it. It yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> um, parts of four do not. Uh, like. For whatever, like, yeah, it's one of those games where, again, I, I played this on the PlayStation Three. Number one, the PlayStation Three version was fucking terrible. Um, like, crashed a lot. Um, didn't load properly. Full of glitches. Like, it was one of the, the only games where I looked at the like looked at the PS3 version, then looked at the Xbox 360 version, and went, "Why the fuck is that running so much better on the Xbox 360?" Um, yeah. I
3: can't remember having problems. But that might be. I got lucky.
4: Yeah.
3: Think so. Prior prior to this game, I was a big, big Grand Theft Auto fan. Um, I thought five, uh, not five. Uh, San Andreas, mm-hmm. they'd gone a bit too throw the kitchen sink in. Yeah,
2: it's too big. San Andreas
3: it's, it's, is too big. It's too big. There's too many mechanics. Like, um, basically, I think they've decided like every little bit that's from every little video game that we can see, we're going to throw into this game. Like, I don't really need to like maintain my weight by going to fast food restaurants all the time it's like i don't care like yeah let's not do this and there's just it's it's you know, there's too much to that game um but it's still fun yeah
4: um
3: and yeah there's still really cool bits in it uh, but yeah it's not that wasn't as good as vice city which is i think is the best one um but then we had this one and like the hype around this one was massive
2: i mean to be fair like the the step up in graphical stuff yeah. is, is ridiculous uh their attention to detail on how the cities look um particularly like in this one is like crazy like every alley having its own looking completely different like the streets having cracks and stuff like that everything in this game looks fantastic From a from like uh, you take a screenshot, and that you would say that is like from a a part of New York, basically. Obviously, Libby, city, but it's it's New York, let's be real. Um, (laughs) So, so from that point of view, it was like very exciting in terms of like, oh, look, look what they've done graphically. Um, I would say the everything else about this game is pretty poor. Uh, the gun, the gun, the gun fights, especially. Um, like because they want me to do like a cover shooter based thing and Mm. then fuck that up because it's like you have to push one of the shoulder buttons to grab cover and then another one to aim and another one and it's like what am i doing here why have i got fucking four fingers on different buttons at the same time like just not good
3: it's like they'd seen gears and decided oh we want to do that without really making it feel good like gears
2: does no um Uh, the there were missions where it's like you have to kill your target and catch up with your target, and I'm shooting this target through the window of my car again, claw motion and like nothing's oh. happening like because it's basically it's scripted a chase sequence that you have to do before you catch up with the person so that you can kill them. That's bullshit. Do not do that to people. Do not Did give them more? the illusion of of freedom in a like in a action moment.
3: Do you remember I mentioned a, a while ago about the Scarface game on the Wii? Yeah. Mm. And how like you could the, the, one of the things where the Wii actually stood out was the fact that you could drive along and you could motion you could aim with the point the you know the Wii yeah. to shoot people in the car. And it's like, oh, this feels great. This is like, you know, you can't do this in other Grand the- and I'm like, yeah, I think I played this around the same time.
4: Yeah.
3: Um and I was like, oh for God's sake. Like Grand Theft Auto 3. They understood the limitations. Most of the missions, you would chase someone in a car and then, yeah, knock the car out and then run them over,
2: or, or follow them and that's it. It wasn't. It wasn't shoot out the window at them. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, um,
2: the other thing about this game is the fucking incessant text messages. <laughs> where it's what? like, like, the, like it's like uh, you you have people you can hang out with, and yeah. if you don't hang out with them enough, they get upset and stuff like that. But it's like it fucking doesn't stop. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it's yeah. not like Persona where it's like, "Oh, I really, you know, there's a game reason to further relationships" and or or it's really interesting, like yeah. if you want to do it. <laughs> it's just like, "Oh, I'm trying to yeah, I don't really want to do anything with you." Oh, like, you can come play darts, like, "Yeah, but the darts suck."
4: Yeah.
3: You can come play bowling. Like, "I've got wee bowling." Just yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> Go away.
1: I'm going to delete I'm your number. Your <laughs> number.
2: Bye. Yeah. Oh and and then you know they, they also tried to do they also tried very hard to make and they did this in, at Red Dead Redemption as well they tried very hard to make the main character Nico um, make him feel like a good person in a bad situation but it doesn't fucking work for Grand oh, Theft Auto it's just like every, every mission is like oh I don't want to do this yeah, yeah but you keep doing
3: this. there's no option not to do this what are the consequences if I don't do this yeah like what <laughs> uh, at least I feel. I mean, I we we've discussed in the past my criticism about Red Dead Redemption, but at least I feel John Marsden he he's worried about his family.
4: Yeah.
3: Whereas, like Nico, he's boring, and the only people he sort of talks to is his brother, and yeah, his sort this of yeah. Irish girlfriend at the end, and but they're like, oh, yeah. like his brother's terrible. <laughs> just, yeah. It's supposed they, they sold it it's like oh it's the it's the American immigrant story. It's like it's not. It's just like someone who moans about having to do these missions all the time. He doesn't have to do it. Any- like, oh, well, I have to do this to survive in America. Like, do you? I mean, as part of the game, you could be a cab driver. You could probably make enough money from that in this yes, game yes. To- and survive. I mean, you'd be fine. You don't have to, like, rob a bank, which is one of the missions. Yeah. <laughs> Just but- you're doing it because you have to do it because the game. Yeah. You know, there's no... They don't-, they don't seem brave enough yet in a Grand Theft Auto game to like you either do it that this this person is making me so you either go the last of us route where this is the story this is our game story this is the story yeah but everything makes sense like i understand why this person made the decision i may not agree with it but this makes sense why these people are acting this way yeah that's how you do it and they kind of did that with red dead redemption 2 in fact i think they did do it red dead redemption 2
2: yes you know Red Dead, I, I think the thing. So I, I just want to kind of talk. So the thing I appreciate probably more about Grand Theft Auto 5 compared to this is in Grand Theft Auto 5 they just went, you are criminals. Yeah. Yeah, like all all three characters are criminals. They are assholes. They are criminals. They are not like they are not good people. And I think for like that quite gives rightly,
1: you nice to do anything then doesn't
2: it? Yeah, I think quite a few quite a few people went, I don't like these characters because they're. Awful, yeah. nasty criminals. They are which, awesome, is a, which is which yeah. is which is a fair complaint. Yeah. Um, I think that I didn't mind that because I was just right, you criminals. I'm not meant to like you, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Um, it also like that game's got a load of uh, other issues in terms of its story, but I'd say what it does do does everything gameplay wise better than four, um, which is probably why I enjoyed it probably a bit more. But but yeah, um, I would definitely agree. Red, Red Dead Redemption Two probably hits it on the head is like you they, are, yeah you, it you are a family of outlaws basically
3: yeah and there's a, they sat, they sell sat a reason to live this life and it's like a lot of people did this in america cuz they didn't want to live yeah by the state's rules and like yeah it's that firefly thing yeah um but uh yeah so we've got but yeah Nico is just it's it just annoying like <laughs> oh i why why are we doing this and like well, don't do it. Can I not do it? Can we do something else? I mean, it's not even like a, there should be an option like, oh, you could earn enough money that will take a bit longer by legitimate means that were like, oh, you can sort of ignore all this. But no, that's not an option. You just have to do missions. Also, there's no bloody checkpoints in the missions.
2: No, God, no.
3: Yeah. if If you die, you have to go back to, I think you go back to your house and then you have to drive to the mission. And there, then start the mission again. Oh, what? There there is, what? Oh, it's
2: so fuck about There is one specific mission that you do with the Irish gang where you start at one of their houses, You drive, all, which is on the suburbs, you drive all the fucking way into the city, and then effectively the heist from uh, Heat happens, yeah. right? right? It's one of the toughest missions in the game. Uh, it takes like half hour to complete, and if you die, you go all the way fucking back to the house... At the other side of the city, and you have to listen to all the fucking banter again, and it's like kill me now. I am um, sometimes I, I'm amazed I completed this one.
3: Yeah, and I then, got
2: and then after I completed it, that's when trophies started for for, for, for PlayStation Three, and I was pissed off because I completed this, <laughs> and I got, no I, trophies, none. I got
3: with that mission by yeah, I think I had the same feelings like oh, this is taking so long. What do we yeah. do? I think. Because at, at the end, basically, you're it's just it's a six-star police thing. So yeah. you're like yeah. every single police thing is onto you. I think I managed to get into the subway and like ran through the subway, dodging the trains yes. because they couldn't find you there. <laughs> I eventually got outside the range of the police. Like, this is I'm not sure this is how you wanted us to do this mission, but yeah, I'm yeah. not doing this again. I I actually gave this ten out of ten.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's...
3: I, I rock star get. They from... do get a
2: pass for, for things. They, they but... seem to get a pass. Yeah.
3: Um. I, I know they do throw their weight around a bit.
2: Yeah. Well, they spend a lot. Of, like, it's take two. They spend a lot of money on advertising for things. Yeah. Um. Take two interactive. Um. Which is why you'll never see one of their basketball games, which are pure shite. Um. Below a seven. Um. But yeah, this is. Uh, and the thing is, I think. I, I think the thing is, and I would, I would say, I'm guilty of this. From a technical standpoint, as in, like I say, the graphics and what they did with the city was really good.
3: The Um, the engine worked. It was, yeah, it was, again, it was, they, They Grand Theft Auto 3 is one of the most revolutionary games of all time. Yeah. At at the time, people were like, how have they done this?
2: Yeah. It was was pretty amazing. And this this kind of felt like the next evolution, hmm. but (laughs) it was... Like it's weird to think that this was clunkier and harder to play in, in a lot of ways than Grand Theft Auto Three, because at least Grand mm. Theft Auto Three didn't ask you to do about eight things with your hand.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah. Grand Theft Auto Three knew its limitations and it acknowledged them. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. I uh, this is this is
2: a very flawed game. Yeah, this this again the worst Grand Theft Auto I would say. Um, yeah, by a considerable margin. The worst Grand Theft Auto though isn't a recent re-release <laughs> from a mobile
1: port. Uh, yeah, old Rockstar.
2: Speaking on to that, but we'll move on to things that were good. Yay! This <laughs> uh, the, our next game is Mario Kart Wii. Introduced bikes. Yes. So you know how,
3: like, we sort of joke quite a lot of the time that I'm really good at Mario Kart. Yep. This is why this game. <laughs> Uh, I was okay at it prior to this, but um, I comp- we often slag off Nintendo Online. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think we've, we we mentioned much of this, but I think privately we do. But yeah. I yeah. felt the online for this game worked really well.
2: Oh, you mean the online features? Sorry, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I I really love the feature in this game where you could go to a time trial. Yep. And you could select. Oh, here's a target, for someone mm. worldwide. And you'd get their ghost. Yeah, I was a good. Yeah. Good so good. I would just like, okay, I I sort of want to learn how to do this track. Um, I noticed a lot of people were using. Um, all right, we'll, we'll go to the joke about the fact that I really love the dolphin bike. <laughs> dolphin bike is the best
1: bike. I'm it's in also apparently of- uh, in, considered one of the most broken bikes.
3: Really?
2: Yeah. yeah. Why is it broken? That means overpowered. Yeah. Oh, okay
3: yeah yeah well i went online i saw lots of people driving using funky kong on a br- dolphin bike and like well <laughs> that seems to be the way to do fast time trials it's like that's how i learned how to properly drive drift do drifts in mario the do- kart the dolphin dasher yeah i i got really good at mario kart because of this feature because like oh i can this is how you shave seconds off your time it's like oh okay so i'll pick i'll i i've Beating this person so I'll now pick another ghost like oh he is in the top 5% ghost in the world oh, I'll give this one a ghost like, oh I can do it like, um,
1: however I, I would argue and you could you can call this salad grapes if you want but I'll stand by it in the competitions of Mario Kart we've had I don't think there's a massive skill gap I think you get fucking lucky sometimes
2: <laughs> Do you, uh, what do you mean do you mean like in a, in a tournament situation type thing or yeah
1: Surely, sure, just when we're, we're, we're playing together online.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that, that's the thing. Because yes, no, track knowledge is super important, but you can just get Mario Karted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I can't we...
3: keep being lucky.
2: No. <laughs>
3: yeah. I can't be lucky all the time. Yeah,
2: yeah. Sometimes...
1: We, we, we need to sort out a um. A we thing we with talked about this stuff. in
2: like one of our very first episodes. We've yet. Yeah, to we do haven't done it. it. Yeah. But um, we will. We will do that at some the, point. The new tracks. Because yeah, yeah we have got new tracks coming out again. So some of which are yeah.
3: re-releases from this game. Yep. This, this game is great. I love the bikes. I, I always pick bike.
0: I, yeah, I, I think they were
2: a, they were bike. they were a great inclusion as well. Yeah.
1: Um, I thought this was interesting. At the time, it was a best-selling Mario Kart. With its sales were thirty-seven point thirty-eight million. Yep. It's the best-selling Mario Kart is our Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch with 45.33 million.
4: Yeah.
1: And people say, "Oh, why, why Nintendo keep releasing stuff?" This shows you why because that only sold 8.46 million on this Wii U. Yeah,
2: which is weird because there was only like six million like <laughs> Wii U consoles. Um, no,
1: that no. was that is I can't remember a number here, but that is only marginally higher than what the SNES version sold. Yeah.
2: But then um, the Wii U people
3: didn't buy Wii U. No. To, to be fair, with these with these new trance of tracks, aren't we basically getting? Um, I mean, I I've moaned. I really want a new Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, the games are great. Um, but with these new tracks, I know they're kind of they're ports of existing tracks, but they do a lot of work into them. Well,
1: there's some new ones.
3: Yeah, we are getting essentially another game again.
1: Yeah, like the ice cream one in the new patch is an entirely new track. Oh, okay, that one's cool.
2: And I said that the Ninja one in the last one was, and it was, and you you were wrong.
1: <laughs> oh, it's also on tour.
2: No, it's not. The Tokyo one's on tour. The Ninja one is not. I oh, mean, UK okay.
3: tour because I quite like the levels that I've seen from.
1: It's all it's all right, but it's just too easy. There's no real skill involved, it. it's like, a bit. Yeah. it's all right. It's about, it's fine as like a diversion on your favourite.
3: It's not like. Right? I'm just I'm just looking at the track list for the Wii game. Was this the first one that introduced um, old tracks? Mm, I don't no think control. Double Dash had old tracks. I, I think remember, maybe one of the DS
2: games did. Maybe, maybe. yeah. It's Mario Kart Seven, definitely did
3: That was on the 3DS, so this came out before that.
2: Yes, of course, because this would be Mario Kart Six, technically, really,
3: wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm just looking down the track list, and like some of these are like, oh, surely they're re-releases. Like, no, they came out on this game, like, um, like Coconut Mall. Which wow. they
1: also they also fixed Coconut Mall for Switch in the most recent update and now the Shy Guys cars move on the
3: way to the finish line. Uh, um yeah, whereas Goldmine, Maple Treeway, Grumble Volcano. The, the, this game was great. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like the re-release ones are really good as well.
1: Yeah, Mario Kart, um DS used old tracks. Yeah. Okay. And a retro yeah. Grand Prix. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I remember really liking this, and of course, they made a big deal of the um, motion control uh, for this one. I didn't yeah. use it. Apparently yeah, I,
3: I, I use a controller. Yeah, and like I remember certain people hodge cough cough getting upset. It's like, oh, you're not doing it properly because you're not using the steering wheel. It's like, no, I'm using something that's more accurate. Motion controls are cheating. No, I've said it. I stand by it. You know, you no, you said you're the opposite. You said,
1: you said controllers were cheating. They were more precise. I can't remember why I said. No, I'm tired. I
3: don't know. <laughs> you got really angry when I was like, "Well, I just use a controller. Like that's cheating." It's like, no, it's not. It's an available input.
2: Yeah. Yeah. it's a bit like the um, like people getting upset about the the simple function or something for. Um, like Mario Kart, and like you can't. Why can you play that online? It's like because there's no way you're gonna win with that online. Unfortunately, because <laughs> like yeah. to, to actually be good at Mario Kart, you have to do things like take shortcuts, and it won't let you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, is
3: this the the bits where it doesn't? It, it stops you going off track. And, on the like, Switch
2: version, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, like having a younger, having a child that likes yeah. video games, like that's good because, yeah. it, um, you know, he can play the game. Well, my yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Like my two year old can admittedly, through very little input of herself, place first using that function on 50cc. Yeah, and they can both both kids can play and feel like they're doing something. Yeah, which is like something they don't get really enough
3: credit for. I think that accessibility,
1: no
2: accessibility is good. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, like, yeah, they're not going to win 150cc, but that's that's not what it's for. It's yeah. (laughs)
2: I, it's a bit like um so uh, you guys you guys won't be so um, into this but the next version of Street Fighter, Street Fighter 6 which is coming out uh, early next year has simple inputs so you okay. can just push up on a button and you'll do a dragon punch or down on a button and you'll do uh you know a tatsu kick or what telling time is it's
1: got smash controls
2: pretty much yeah and a few people I... have been like a few people have been like hang on hang on that's taking the skill out of the game well the thing is it isn't because it also actually removes like Half your button combinations and things, so you can't do full combos. You, yeah, you know it's it's a balance of you can do this easily, but you won't be able to do some of the other moves because it's not you can't. That's impractical to do on a controller, basically. Yeah, yeah. but
3: uh, again, that would be a good thing. Like if my, I don't, I don't know what rating. I, well, Street Fighter doesn't have blood, does it? So no, it, no, no, it's Street Fighter we, we used yeah. to play Street Fighter when we were kids. Yeah, um, but like. If my son was like, oh, I want to play that, I'm like, well, you can because you, yeah. we, could, we could do the special moves. It's, you know, it, it oh, I, yeah, I don't, exactly. let's make, you know, video, try and make video games accessible to all. And I know there's the sort of pushback from people who like Elden Ring and Demon Souls and Dark Souls and stuff like that. And like, oh, get good. But, you know, let's try and make as many things for as many people. What, what's the problem? Yeah. Um, yeah. People
2: with you. Um, okay, dokey. so we will move on um to movies um it was a light month wasn't it <laughs> well uh, again we'll start at the bottom of the list uh forgetting Sarah marshall well, it's a
3: light month apart from the one of the films yeah i I just put this the, until I checked the uk release dates this was the only film I could find and I don't know if any of you have seen this
1: I, I remember just think it, if it this I is the,
2: um. The, what's it called? The, God, what's his bloody name?
1: Jason Seagal. No. Paul Rudd. No. Jonah Hill. What's that from? Russell Brand.
2: The Russell Brand film. Ah. Uh, I think, I think this is the Russell Brand film, and that's about it. I wasn't it was, a Mars in it?
3: was Veronica Mars in it? Mm. No idea.
2: No idea. Um, has anyone seen this? No. no. Okay, we'll move on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought, thought stuff that I didn't put there because someone had seen it. Okay. Oh, well, I
3: just put it there because there was nothing else to talk about until I looked at the UK release dates. Fair enough.
2: This did cause Russell Brand to be everywhere for a little while. He became, like, this happens a lot. A British person will become vaguely famous in America and will start turning up in American things. Uh, currently, it's uh, Richard Iwadi's turn, but that's fine because I...
1: Quite like Richard, right? yeah, he's a nice guy, he deserves it. Yeah. Not like Russell Brand, I remember, oh, I shouldn't vote.
3: Ah, shut up, Russell Brand, you twirly head, twonk. Yeah, that that, that, campaign board, stop, with that campaign to stop people not uh stop people voting in 2015 has worked out really well.
2: Thank
3: you for that, Russell. Yeah, you um, fucking but... shower of fucking.
2: Ah! If
3: you don't vote if, if you don't vote, you there might be a revolution, Is like. No, people didn't vote, and like everything's fucked. He's <laughs> such a massive fucking
1: twat. He's such a twat. Yes. I think. I, I think he's, he's such a thing. twat, though. Like, if you could, like, give someone king of the twats.
3: I'm, still I'm be sure. There's people that deserve king of the twats much more than Russell Brand. I don't I think he was just a bit misguided and he got a bit. Oh yeah. uh,
1: no, it's not you know Russell Brand in general, even just more than that. He's yeah. just the
3: twats. He's no he's no James Corden. Ooh, much of the muchless. Yeah. Uh, I think like Russell Brand has I don't know, he's done things that I think like promote well, like, he's sort of done gigs combat homelessness. And I think he's he's done things to sort of stop people sleeping on the streets. I think uh, there's parts of him that are cockish like but yeah, you have to, he's yeah.
1: there, there's he's other not, bits
2: where he's not he's, he's, he's the stand-up version of Bono yeah he's not, he, like he's, yeah. Done, he's, he's done nice things but I can't help but believe he hasn't done nice things to do nice things he's done nice things to please his own ego which yeah yeah um
1: and now James Corns threatening to come back which is just un- unreasonable <laughs>
2: You just want to have a go at James Corden. He's not even on the list of any of this. Oh, he's a or cop,
1: is everyone, everyone, everyone you ever speak to or has ever met him says, oh, yeah, it's awful. And you immediately read it and go, I completely without question believe this.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Too Late Update podcast where we assassinate <laughs> the characters of British people who are popular in America.
1: Stealing <laughs> Crichton's idea to do interviews in cars and making it look like his own.
2: Right. Anyway, the other film that was out didn't star James Corden. Um, Oh, can
1: you imagine? Can you imagine what it's going to be like with him in it?
2: No, we can't. It's it's arguably
3: one of those, like, history goes a very, not like the history, but like pop culture history goes a very different way if this film isn't
2: good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Who would he have played? Um, Sorry? Who would he have played? Who would James Corden have played? Yeah. Uh, Happy.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, there, it's, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: there you go. Um, this is, so It's Iron Man. The yeah. first Marvel Studios movie. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say something which you should know. Before this movie, very few people would have known who Iron Man was.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's true. He
2: was a niche comic book character. Very important in Marvel-like comics. Mm. So when I say, you know, nobody, I mean general audiences, right? Yeah. Um, if you knew comic books you knew Iron Man. If you knew fighting games, you knew Iron Man. But generally speaking, outside of the general like nerd sphere, no doubt fucking clue who this character was.
3: He had a cartoon in the 90s, and he was a guest in one of the episodes of the Spider-Man cartoon series, and that was like... So, one of the interesting things about this film, so Kevin Feige, who's like the head of the uh, Marvel Studios, apparently he put quite a lot of the line on the success of this film. Well, the rights to all the avengers were put on the line if this film to to if this film wasn't a success. Yeah. So if yeah, if this film wasn't a success um and it lost money, I think Paramount would have got the rights to all the avengers. Or and some would- co- some company used to finance it. He was like yeah, it's one of those like ultimate gamble things like I think I can make a great Iron Man film. I think mm-hmm. I can make that into the Avengers. I think I can, you know, everything that's happened since the MCU is the, you know, like Avengers Endgame is the biggest, grossing film of all time. MCU's everywhere. Yeah. But it's all based on the fact that this film was a success. Yeah. And also people forget the time Robert Downey Jr. was damaged goods, like massively damaged goods. Like his career was over.
2: Yes. Yeah. So you gambled
3: all that on this film, on a character not many people know, and an actor that people had written off.
2: And, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a Simpsons joke, isn't there? Oh, look, Robbie Downey Jr. is having a shootout with the police, but I don't see any cameras. <laughs> like, yeah. you know that, that. was that was his image? Um, he was a guest
3: star on Ali McBeal.
2: Yeah,
3: because that was the only thing that would book him, and they, I think they had to take him off because he was, he got, he got done for drugs again. Yeah, um, like this, this was this was his life. and then the film came out. It's like. This film's great. Yes. Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. It's so perfect. They've nailed the tone. The tone for this film was replicated throughout most of the MCU.
4: Yeah.
3: They just seem to get it from the off. Like, compared to, I mean, all right, later in the summer, Dark Knight comes out, and Dark Knight is one of the best comic book films of all time. Yeah. But it's very dark. This was very bright. This was very fun. This was, you know, not it's still fairly grounded at this point but it's not like uh,
2: we talked about this funny enough the last time we spoke we talked about how marvel did a really good job of uh grounding you before leading you into the, the wider more insane world uh, got with
1: his guardians guardians was the launching point for that
2: well yeah, yeah dr uh, St- strange also-
1: yeah, like, but you know, the first time it really kind of went a bit mental was Guardians of the Galaxy. It was a first time went off-world and went into, you know, talking animals yeah. and talking trees. And yeah, like, like no one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were
2: going into that. Oh, yeah. Um, whenever we do the... Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favourite films of all time. Um, like, it's, I think that stands alone as a film, um, as mm-hmm. well as part of an MCU um, but, yeah, uh, this this film is also, like, it just, you're right, it's very grounded. He starts off in, you know, not Afghanistan, Afghanistan being kidnapped by not ISIS, or at the time, not Taliban, and uh, being forced to make weapons for them and forges himself a suit that looks not unlike the Iron Giant. <laughs> and then, no. and then, well, screams. but
3: it's, it's similar to the first, it's, it's the origin story from the comics. Yeah, but apart from the comics, it's Vietnam. So it's, it's a similar thing where it's just like this, this thing I could make in a cave. Yeah, yeah. And but then, obviously, yeah,
2: and then the rest of the film is kind of him um, create like basically he wants to atone for the fact that he doesn't care. But that his whole thing at the beginning of the film is he doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself. That's his whole... That's his up- yeah, yeah,
3: but he, he finds out that his weapons were used to... Yeah. ...what's called to the tower. So, yeah, it's... he. he um,
2: the, it's a, sort of the idea of, I'm not hurting anyone, so I'm okay. And then he finds out that, actually, his inattention and his inactivity is hurting people.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. apparently, the, um, the film wasn't finished writing before they were filming it, so they hadn't written most of the dialogue, so a lot of it was done on set.
2: I think you could tell that in certain scenes. Yeah. Um, particularly the pizza scene. Like the, the scene where the, the bad guy comes in and gives... Sorry, spoilers, but yeah. The bad guy comes in and gives him... Episode, like, you can't have one sight. So like, you
3: can't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this this film... I, I, it's not one of the best MCU films. I think it dips in the... The, the middle act is not is a bit slow because yes. it's basically how to make a good suit and then it suffers from the thing of like, oh, a lot of Marvel films have the enemy... The, the bad guy just has a bigger version of the thing you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a first time out, is uh, the the way they nail the tone and the character the character of Iron Man is so good.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, considering like uh, again the other you mentioned it, the, the other film out of the summer superhero film was was Batman, and these yeah. are both films about billionaires basically buying their own superpowers, uh, yeah. and they are both so tonally different. Yeah, you know. Um, this was very much a kind of this again i think the use of music in this is really good and the use of acdc was uh, probably right because it gets yeah i think it gets the right. right tone of what you're going for it's fun it's you know it's uh it's exciting and fun and it's in your face it's not like there's not big brooding superhero fanfare themes in this film um it's like he comes thing to you know uh, to thunderstruck and comes into thunderstruck and stuff like that. It's like it. This is about excitement rather than I'm a brooding person and I've got deep feelings. It's like it's <laughs> like I'm gonna do things because I've got money and it's fun and we're gonna do this and it's gonna be good. That's it's
3: interesting. I think you could probably write. I mean, if if you do media studies, you could probably write a thing about the diverging points with Marvel and DC this yeah. summer in. The- the success of dark night and the dc films were had to be dark yes. and to their detriment because yes batman needs to be dark yes. batman needs to be dark the rest of your characters are not that's what batman does whereas like marvel like oh well we've made this light bright film with great characterization of this this sort of damaged person but you know yeah. it doesn't doesn't need to be all like moraling um yeah. And that sort of set the tone for the MCU. Yeah. For up and, until, well, it's not not changed really. I mean, it's still got that. I think John Joss Whedon solidified it with the Avengers, but it's got that whedon S Favreau thing built in. It's um, yeah. That that's how it feels, I and mean, it's not. I mean, there's the odd thing that's to feel different, but not too much.
2: No. I mean, the the one thing I will give is like Marvel more than anything else is that they they do stories about people with superpowers, hmm. and it is like it focuses more on the people, whereas um, DC try and focus on an idea.
4: If yeah, that makes sense. Like,
2: oh, wouldn't it be weird if this was the case? What if Batman fought Superman because of reasons? What if? You know, um, the Justice League didn't really want to get together and fight, but like, th- those are the ideas, like they keep coming up with those ideas, and then I don't think they follow through in terms of characters. Because, I mean, tell me what Cyborg from uh Justice League is like, or actually any of the characters, like tell me what the Flash in Justice League is like, other than he, it's accustomed- yeah, it's Sex pest. yeah, yeah,
3: in the film and
2: um, I- in real life, yeah. um, yeah, which is worrying, um. But there we go. Um, the the okay. only
3: the only person has a character in the DC is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, so.
2: And it's just, just isn't that a shame that she had to be Wonder Woman eighty um, <laughs> four. But yeah, well, that's some point.
1: Yeah. Um, a conversation for another
3: day. It is. Yes.
2: But there we go. Um, so that was movies. I think we can uh, agree that uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall is better than Iron Man, hundred percent. Right, I'm looking down our list of TV. There's a lot of supernatural on this list of TV.
3: Yeah, so I couldn't find much on TV. Okay, supernatural Supernatural series four and five are among my best, uh, my favorite seasons of TV ever. And this is towards the end of series four, and I looked at the episodes. I was like, I'll just pick one, and then I just picked three. Okay, pick one. (laughs) Okay, all right. I'll pick the first one. Is So it's where Supernatural goes meta. Okay. So they, they're on a hunt and they go to a comic book shop and they someone says, are, are you like LARPing right now? I was like, what's LARPing? This is the first time I've ever heard of LARPing.
4: Yeah.
3: I like, what, what's LARPing? He's like, live action role playing. You're doing the characters off the Supernatural books.
2: I'm like, oh, what? right. So it's when they discovered that. It's basically where they discover that they are also fictional characters basically.
3: Yeah. so it, they, they find out this series of books that um, have been written that go up to the end of series three uh, and that they said, oh well, how do I know you're a real fan? Do you have the tattoo? And yes. So the Dean and Sam show their tattoos because they've got this tattoo that stops them being possessed by demons and then the, the clerk's like, oh yeah, I've got one as a tramp stamp basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember
1: it's
2: kids.
3: Yeah, and then they they follow it and they find out like, so how far are you through supernatural, Matt?
2: Oh, I'm like well past this. Um, I'm but about how season far? 10? Are you? Season ten. Season ten. Oh, I can't. Okay. But,
3: and, um, uh, so they they meet Chuck for the first time.
2: Yeah. And my I, I my favorite thing about that is when they meet Chuck, he apologizes for the shitly written episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have to have endured bad writing." <laughs> Sorry.
3: Yeah, so they at the time they say, yeah, Chuck is a prophet of the Lord." So he's, he's yeah. They talk about this. This is a this period of history is the like the Book of Winchester, and they you know it's the Gospel of Winchester that um, yeah, this like like. Part it's part revelations type thing, and like Chuck is the one that's writing down the story for future generations, and it just so has been sort of been picked up as like this niche internet thing. Yeah. Um, I
1: also, like um, the bit where Sam and Dean, because that because by this point, their um, acting, the comedic acting, has really come along by this season. Yeah, they've like got the timing down. in mean, know how to react to each other, and their reactions when they discover the corner of the internet which is shipping Sam indeed is fantastic. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's very. Well,
3: I think you mentioned like, oh, some people ship. I don't because they no, they haven't introduced cast at this point, and because the cast doesn't exist in the books because the books end at series three. Oh uh, right, yeah. Um, the, the books, the books got. I think, I think the publisher cancelled the books when Dean went got sent to hell. So it's like that's a bit of a horrible ending because that was, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, It was meant to end, wasn't
3: it? Yeah. No, it, it was meant. No, the series was supposed to end at the end. of series five. The, oh, okay. Uh, Eric right. Crickley, who works on the boys, who shows with the boys now, or he had this five season arc. Um. But yeah, see. But season three was one of those. If it, like, if in an alternate universe where supernatural being cancelled, and like, oh, it ends with Dean being sent to hell. <laughs> that would you, know, can you imagine that? It's a bit like. Wow. Um, I feel like the en- ending of Angel or the ending of Sarah Connor Chronicles, like one of those. Like oh I didn't fuck say oh. The
2: ending of Sarah forgetting Sarah Marshall there. No, Sarah Connor
3: <laughs> Chronicles. Yeah.
2: Um, Which was really fucking good. Um, Sarah Connor Chronicles.
3: Yeah um, well I, I that was around this time but unfortunately it wasn't this month but yeah. we will we'll get to that at some point um yeah um i mean the yeah so that that's the episode i'd pick out because it like the character of chuck is obviously very big in supernatural but i don't yeah, know he's great. Yeah. yeah quite quite an important character as you as you go along um
4: yeah
3: um but i don't know what matt knows about that so um, well, yeah J- know, J- J- was the episode where they introduce uh, adam who was a third Winchester brother. Oh, right. Okay. But they introduce it in such a horrible, like a horribly supernatural way. In that they find out that uh, John Winchester had had another family that he seemed quite happy with um, after his after his wife had died, and they they he had another boy. But they find this out after the boy's been horribly murdered by ghouls, and is dead.
2: Oh God! Right. Okay. Yeah.
3: So they yeah they they meet the third brother and he's like oh yeah yeah John was great and it's like, it like turns out he's actually um, this race of like monster that they feed on they, they kill and then feed on
2: oh I see so that's that's, that's kind of, of why it's called jump the shark because people say yeah. when you introduce the new character yeah. he jumps the shark and yeah. so you know uh, and and in this one they do it deliberately as like oh we've got this new Winchester brother but turns out don't worry he's already fucking dead. Yeah. Sorry. Right, okay. Swiftly right
3: about my right. all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last episode, Rapture, is where um Cass uh the person who Cass has possessed suddenly gets control of the, the body again. Oh um, they, they sort of show Jimmy Novak, they show his like he goes back to his family and like it turns out that Cass has been asked to do something that he's not totally okay with, but he ends up doing it in the end to protect Jimmy Novak's family. I think, yeah. um, and then it leads into the last few episodes, which uh, very cool, but yeah, I uh, series four and five of Supernatural, I, I think, pretty flawless. There's the odd episodes that aren't great, but yeah, I think everyone's brilliant,
2: yeah. Uh, uh, and then we've got uh, a couple of episodes of South Park, um, yeah. The one I, I definitely remember here, right, because I was in our office the other week and we had a complete outage of our internet and this immediately came to mind is the episode <laughs> over logging and i was sat there going we're all out of internet and because i work with younger people they were looking at me like i was insane
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is 14 years ago yeah, so.
2: yeah. Like, Fucking hell. some of these guys would have been like six uh, I feel <laughs> old.
3: yeah um yeah i was like it becomes like a uh, yeah. 1930s dust bowl depression thing where they're all looking for jobs but they're all looking for internet
1: yeah so. as we'll talk about south Parks. we're recording this on the 14th of august and yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the first episode
2: wow god yeah my dog has come up to celebrate. um yeah that's that's again that's a big one
1: 25. Yeah. they did a um special concert Live in the States at Red Rock, which is now oh. on Paramount Plus. Oh, um, Red Rock. And, yeah, Red Rock, Red Rock with Ween and Primus and some other guest
4: stars.
3: Yeah, I that may that may be one of those things that I'd like I'd really like to go to Red Rock for a gig. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. Have you
2: No, no, I haven't seen that.
3: It's like it looks like it's carved into like a a canyon. I, yeah, mean,
2: like... I think I did talk to you at some point about I'd love to go to somewhere like seattle or um uh, colorado for like a, a holiday at some point yeah that'd be cool
3: hmm. but yeah it's uh, it just looks like a, one of the most amazing venues you can see like uh yeah like,
1: yeah just... i'm like you know playing clips on the rocks and stuff it looks amazing
3: yeah um yeah so this this is one where they, they go look into it and like i like that at start someone just suggests well could we reset the router and that's yeah. the answer at the end like kyle yeah. finds router and just resets it. The world yeah. router,
1: yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. this also the um? oh, it was a
2: spooky ghost
3: one? Oh, yes, yes, that meme is yeah. Oh, uh, Randy's looking so desperate to look for porn. But...
1: Where he,
2: he uses all the internet for the entire camp. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's ectoplasm, it's a spooky ghost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that way.
3: Peak Randy at this point, I think. Uh, well, he's, I mean, he's got more
1: insane. Uh, yeah,
2: I don't <laughs> I don't think Randy can peak. <laughs>
1: Randy. Oh, <Sorry. laughs> I was mean, going to talk a bit. But have, you, have you have you watched the second part of Streaming Wars? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: no. Oh, where they address the change sh- the change in Randy's character okay. over the years. Right. <laughs> With okay. a frankly amazing song.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well,
3: okay. Check that out. I have seen it. It's very good. Yeah. And then the, the other South Park episode I mentioned is super fun. Time it's the one where they go. There's a hostage situation at a. No, I don't one, remember this one at all. I remember it being really funny. Like there's a hostage situation, at like a Renaissance, like a, a Wild West theme park, right. where they stay in character and they refuse to break character, even though they're being like shot. Right. And Butters and Cartman are, are like in the buddy system, where Butters takes it really seriously. Because of course he does. Yeah. Like I can't leave you, Eric. Like Cartman's just like, what are you doing? But I just like I just remember the like the, the Renaissance Fair people, not the renaissance Fair, but like the Wild West people, like, yeah. Gee, sir, I don't know about what what that gun is they're like, there. Is that a fancy new weapon? Yeah. Just open the safe. Well, why what what's a safe? <laughs> like <laughs> and like everyone talks about like, yeah, the people at this place take it really seriously. Yeah.
2: I don't remember this one as much, but I might have to give it another rewatch. Yeah. But, um I, I I've got vague memories of it, but not you know, you're not um, gonna yeah. be <laughs> the other one. When we get to California, there'll be loads of internet. <laughs> yeah. I specifically remember Stan always pronouncing it as California. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be a Grapes of Wrath reference or something. <laughs> well I think it's that
3: whole like dust bowl.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
3: Going, going out west, looking for jobs, thing.
2: And of course, it's called overlogging, and of course, the Dust Bowl was created by overlogging.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, logging, logging on. Yeah. There we go. But yes, um, I'll have to check out super fun time. We hope you've had a super fun time listening to us ramble on about things from 14 years ago. Yes. Yep. It's uh
1: miss Mr della Russia stop swinging on your chair, <laughs> fine your rights. I could have a very
3: bad accident and very much oh, Thank this, you for warning me. This would have been the month that no it was the year before actually Regent Radiant, no Regent's machine had reformed the year before yeah for the first time and then obviously they announced it in 2019 and got cancelled for two years and now it's getting cancelled again.
2: yeah, yeah. Maybe,
3: maybe don't play reading machine maybe go somewhere please,
2: else please don't play ready
3: just go right. just go right I know you think you're like down with the kids yeah but look at the other headliners and go do we a band who last released an album 22 years ago belong on this lineup no let's just you know all right if you don't want to play download because like that's you decide it's an older festival don't worry just do a stadium show yeah because if you cancel a stadium show, the people who can't go get a refund. Yeah. <laughs> if you play true. Reading and they're repl- you're going to be replaced by 1975, you know, if you play Download and you pull out, you're going to get replaced by, I don't know, Parkway Drive. Yeah. And people would be pissed off, but, you know, it's not like that different.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is different, but it's not, it is it's, different. It's, it's not the gulf of difference between Rage Against the Machine and the 1975. Again, no beef with the 1975. Yeah. But they rage against the machine. Right. They're, they're not even. They're not even angry at the microwave, really. No. no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing. Like it's.
2: I'm just enjoying the, how Hodge heard that, processed it, and then decided that is funny. I'm a laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will laugh. I was also was looking
1: the... a picture for 1975 and picturing them being slightly annoyed with a microwave.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> I think right. for the people who, I think for the people who probably going for the weekend, the nineteen seventy five is probably like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. But yeah. I think the people who bought a day ticket is not great.
1: I'm meaning you're both like one stiff drink away from writing to Watchdog.
2: I would have been if I hadn't sold my tickets. I would have done. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if there was no way of, of doing that. Um, so,
3: I almost wasn't.
2: Our next uh, uh, episode will be in for not in because that would require going back in time, uh, will be for 2016, and it will be another April.
3: Boom. 2016 is a banner year for music, so we'll see what's out in, in, in April. Absolutely. Cool. And 2016 was not a banner year for anything else. So, so what year was
1: that, sorry? April?
2: 2016.
3: 2016. Okay. So... 2016 was a load of shit, news-wise.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Leave hang it
1: hanging, let's not talk about it. Leave it the hanging there.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: Jesus. Um, you know how the news in this this year was like, oh, there, there was a cow...
2: There was a cow that, like, food. people tried to make cow waifus. Yeah. yeah.
3: In April 2016, almost certainly someone you love died and the world of politics was awful. Yeah.
2: Um, money-saving tips. I've got a money-saving tip this this time around. Oh. Yeah, my money-saving tip—it's not technically a money-saving tip, but it's more of a a product recommendation more than anything else. Um, Aldi's do an ice cream which has uh, pieces of uh, honeycomb in it, and they've um, recently—the pieces of honeycomb have gotten bigger and more delicious. Like before, it was like you could there was bits here and there. Now there are actual crunchy bits of honeycomb in the ice cream, and it's quite cheap as well, and it's very nice. So there you go. That's my financial tip. That stuff
1: is really nice. That's a good tip.
2: Yeah.
1: Hodge, have you like are you are you okay? I think I've got sun cream in my eyes. Oh it's been going, going on, on for a long time. It's been on most of the day. I've tried not like, using Optrex on my eyes to wash them out it has just hasn't
3: done. I that. I think there might be uh, that's sound, that's not sun cream, that's probably pollen. No, I'm not one of you. No not that's one
1: of
2: <laughs> sun cream in your
3: eyes. Sun cream in your eyes is a like five, ten minute problem. Dry your eyes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not one of you. I'm strong against plants. I'm going to go a and
1: punch a tree in a second. <laughs>
2: I'm not one of you. Um, <laughs> I think you've got hay fever. No. <laughs> Never um, had hay fever. It's not that. <laughs> another money-saving tip. I, I was you... talking one of
3: our neighbours last night and she suddenly got, like... Similar things at Trees Festival this year. Um, oh, where, like suddenly her eyes swelled, and she'd never had hay fever before. But I, is this like a, take some this, antihistamine?
2: Is this like the happening, but like irritating and shit? So, oh, hang on. So that's just the happening. Um, the happening, irritating and shit, but without the suicide.
1: Precisely.
2: Have you not? Have you seen the happening? No. Okay, but. I'll, I'll save you the, the thing. The trees are trying to kill us with pollen. Oh, okay. Right.
1: I watched Prey last night. That was pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's great.
3: I didn't realise it was on Disney+. Plus.
2: Yeah? Oh, people are annoyed that the um, skinny 18-year-old girl beat the Predator when the team of uh, hulking 1980s action men couldn't, completely ignoring the fact that, you know, even in that film, Arnold had to get down to, you know, like traps and things to beat it. Which also is it exciting. was a
1: more it also is a more primitive version of the Predator.
2: Yeah, but you know, some people will just go, Oh no it's woke woke, go broke
3: um, Oh go broke. Yeah. Was was one of those people Liz Truss? Probably. get <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Liz Trust Truss was like the Predator. Is although Liz Truss is the because the comes
1: be... over from abroad, gets fucked up and then it's fine.
2: I mean, to be fair, Rishi versus Rishi Sunak versus Liz Truss is very much like Aliens versus Predator in that whoever wins, we lose.
1: <laughs> I've, have you seen that mock-up poster of that? No. There's a mock-up poster of Alien versus Predator but with those two with that tagline on it.
2: I, well, I thought I was an original comic genius and it turns out <laughs> I'm a hack, but still, that's great. I want to see that. We'll tweet that at people. Anyway, has anyone got anything else to say before we log off?
3: No, I don't know. Well... We might have we might have to wait a couple of weeks for the next like official episode. Yeah, yeah. I am going to Arctangent and then going to the Fringe.
2: Yep, um, all being well. Yeah, so we, we will we will yeah. probably have some bonus material for you. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, it just remains remains for me to say I've been. Matthew... Why do you always try and talk when you know I'm signing off? <laughs> Sorry. It just remains for me to say, I've been Matthew Win. There's a Kevin Jones and Chris Hodgkinson is being assaulted by vegetation.
3: No, I'm not. Fine. Top 10 pollen next week. Top 10 pollen.